Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Securities offered through American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc., APFS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through American Portfolios Advisors, Inc., APAI, and SEC-registered investment advisor. Madison Wealth Managers and American Portfolios are separate and unrelated companies. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources deemed reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. Neither American Portfolios nor Madison Wealth Managers accept any liability for the use of the information discussed. Consult with a qualified financial, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Any opinions expressed in this form are not the opinion or view of American Portfolios Financial Services, Inc., APFS, or American Portfolios Advisors. Information in this illustration has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable and are subject to change without notification. The information presented is provided for informational purposes only and not to be construed as a recommendation or solicitation. Investors must make their own determination as to the appropriateness of an investment or strategy based on their specific investment objectives, financial status, and risk tolerance. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Investments involve risk and the possible loss of principal. Well, here we are. What an intro, Rachel. Thank you so very much. Dan Polanski, John Bryant, happy Sunday, everyone. Thank you for being with us. Planning for Prosperity Radio Hour, as always, uh, this and every Sunday. We are so proud to be your Madison Wealth Managers. We're going to get right into it, John. Action-packed show today. Tons of information to get through. Um, obviously, very busy. Just starting into earnings season, right? The yes. heart to, about to enter the heart of earnings season. Early reports have been pretty much fantastic. I would say pretty good. It looked like. Um IBM had a nice report. Yeah, IBM, a lot of guys, CSX, a lot of, CSX, lot of yeah, yes. variety of industries, too, with uh, with very, uh, very, very good reports. But again, we had been expecting that, right? We'd been expecting that. So, you know, let's see, and we'll talk more about it, you know, as we get through, you know, work through earnings season, work through some of the meat of it over the next, uh, next couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of big tech guys, obviously, reporting next week. So those will be closely watched. But, John, I think... Um, I think the lead story that we want to start with this week would be uh, Mr. Lawrence Kudlow. What do you say? Right on it. I think that was great. He gave a really uh, interesting interview. I thought, delivering yeah, Alpha Conference, right? Delivering Alpha. Yeah, very good. The CNBC uh, Delivering Alpha annual conference where, you know, you get together with a lot of, they they bring together a lot of hedge fund um, titans, if you will, a lot of money managers, a lot of um, political figures, and uh, basically just get together and discuss ideas for a full uh, full day. So for those who are watching uh, CNBC on, was it Wednesday? Wednesday, they got a pretty large dose of it. Where was that conference in the city? What hotel was I that? forget which hotel. I didn't know I the hotel. We the, I thought we were at that hotel for another conference it looked familiar the, we, not the um, we may have been it may have been that small cap conference yeah a couple of a uh, couple of years ago yeah definitely not could sure. have been that but i didn't recognize the name 
Okay. So, well, I, you know, I think really, uh, you know, I think everyone, you know, John, as we've said for, you know, we said for a couple of months now, I think everyone's just looking for some information, you know, with respect to maybe trying to make heads or tails out of where this administration is going on the trade front, you know, probably more specifically China. And, you know, I think Kudlow, as, as he always does, I think he did certainly interject quite a bit of optimism, I think, as well. Yes. You know, in addition... It's pretty good I, for a guy that's coming off a heart attack. Yeah, it really is. Go, huh? I mean, he really, he really, really, uh, he really, really did. I mean, I'll go through what I think are the, you know, what I think are the positives and let me know what you think and then I'll go through, sure. then we'll work through what I think were the, you know, maybe the negatives, the, the negative takeaways. Okay. Positives, um, certainly, uh, you know, I think the quote from Kudlow, you know, economic growth in this country could top 4%, right? Yes. GDP for a quarter or two. Quarter was, or two, yeah. Yep, I think that was his... Oh, uh, yeah, right. And I mean, again, I think he can only go out so far, right? right. I mean, any forecaster, I mean, you're only going to be able to go out so far and uh, keep your credibility, When's right? When's the last time we had four percent growth? In Not this a long time, long, long, long time. You're going back. Uh, you're going back to different presidencies. That's for sure. I think Bush mid. Bush's had first to term? be, had to be, had okay. had to be going back. That it had to be going back to that because, you know, the last uh, regime we did not have it, and we haven't yet had it under Trump. Regime, interesting. Okay, oh. yeah. You know, we, we, we didn't. So, you know, so economic growth topping 4%, you know, for a quarter or two. I think I think that was very interesting. I think that was a positive. Yes, um, and then big. I think he got into, you know, additional rounds of tax cuts, which I think was uh, I, very interesting. I did see that. You know, on an interesting note, Cudlow was the person that proposed, as I said, during the 2008 crisis, if you remember, Dan, he came out with a proposal of one year. He goes, let's try one year float a test balloon of no capital gains tax for one year. Let's see what it does. Oh, that'd be pretty Pretty cool. I think it'd interesting. Be, I think it'd be very interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, you run into the issue where, you know, certainly, uh, you know, without getting too wonky here, I mean, you know, certainly you could uh, call into account the Laffer curve, right? That actually, you know, declining tax rates lead to higher revenues. But I think at some point, you do have to have some taxes, right? Oh, I mean, exactly. you can't. Uh, but it is funny how many people have we come across just in our uh, universe that people that won't sell on investment because of the taxes. Oh, you without won't. a doubt. Yeah. No, without a doubt. And sometimes, you know, John, and, uh, you know, we've talked about it forever and a day. I mean, sometimes that can be the biggest mistake, right? Yes. You know, certainly. So, yeah, so with respect to tax cuts, I mean, he mentioned specifically there could be tax cut to 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0. So I think that was uh, that was pretty that was pretty interesting. Um, I think he also let on a little bit with respect to, you know, the trade skirmish um, with China right now, which is obviously rapidly developing. I think he said something interesting in that he he said that sources sources have told the uh, Trump administration that the Chinese government knows they're wrong. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, so that put a little pressure. Yeah, I think I think that was I think that was very stocks. yeah I think that was very very interesting and it, but then he did and then he had probably the most um, impactful quote where he said there is no recession in sight so I think that was again I, I think he did try to be um, you know very forward you know with respect to being positive you know yes I like his explanation on what really causes inflation everybody's saying inflation inflation and. And full employment will cause inflation. He was he was really poo-pooing those. Well, he's right. right. I mean, well, let's you know. Yeah. I mean, come on. The, the Phillips curve is completely dead. You know uh, that that unemployment. You know, <laughs> falling falling unemployment leads to higher prices. I mean, that the that's, Phillips talk about going back to regime. It's going back to college here and about the Phillips curve. Phillips curve. Yeah. Well, you, can, you they can burn that. Um, <laughs> but but in any event, hopefully that's being torched. And and I do think you know certainly we heard from Jay Powell this week as well. And uh, he did. I thought thought he did a very good job as well in front. Of Congress, he did. You know, and I think a Fed chairman is supposed to be relatively they have comatose, boring, and 
he's perfect. He yeah, really I is. think right. He, I mean, I think everyone likes. I, I mean, not again, excitable. Right. I mean, I think you know, I think everyone likes his plain talk approach, exactly. right? Uh, exactly. You know, and I think it is refreshing from that from that standpoint. And he certainly is not an academic. So I think he brings that real world practitioner's view. Right. Yeah. So I think that is very interesting. So those are the pros. Those are the pros. And I, I think we're already up against break, John. So let's get through some of the items that I think maybe were takeaways that maybe were a little bit more negative uh, with respect to market implications and uh, Mr. Kudlow after the break. So again, thank you everyone for tuning in this Sunday. Dan Polanski, John Bryant, so proud to be your Madison Wealth Managers here every Sunday planning for Prosperity Radio Hour, News Talk WGY. And as we always say, grab your favorite beverage, grab a snack and come join us in just a couple minutes. Thank you so much. We'll see you in a few. An interesting song choice. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Chasing Cars, I believe, right? Chasing Cars? Who is Snow Patrol? Snow Patrol. See, my knowledge is pretty good. Rachel will not nod, and she knows I'm right. Uh, <laughs> happy Sunday, everyone. Dan Polanski, John Bryant, so proud to be your Madison Wealth Managers. Uh, right back with you on this Sunday, planning for a Prosperity Radio Hour only here on News Talk WGY. For those of you who are just joining us, um, John and I opened the hour talking about what we thought was probably the biggest news item this week was uh, Mr. Larry Kudlow, um, a favorite of ours and uh, certainly the president's lead economic advisor. Uh, giving a very interesting interview at the Delivering Alpha Conference um, in New York City this week. John and I worked through what we thought were some of the investment positives um, from his interview. Now we're going to get into some things that I think were a little bit touchy, maybe are, again, causing a little bit of of indigestion towards the tail end of the week. I mean, especially with respect to, you know, especially with respect to China. And, you know, John, we kind of led with, uh, you know, Kudlow's quote, uh, you know, saying that, you know, sources, you know, high-end sources have told the Trump administration that the Chinese government knows they're wrong. Um, and I think, you know, some of the other language he used, you know, we're in a significant trade dispute, huge trade dispute with China, said, don't blame Trump, blame China. Um, this was interesting. He said, I believe China wants to make a deal on trade. And he threw it completely in the lap of none other than uh, their fine leader, the Chinese fine leader, uh, Xi. Yeah, Xi doesn't want to make a deal, is holding this thing up. And then he left it with the Chinese trade talks are stalled at this point. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know what the takeaway is there. I, I don't know. I, I don't believe, you know, I mean, it certainly is not positive, but, but I don't necessarily know if it's anything that was unknown, right? Yeah, it's interesting that looking at the experts, they're basically saying, for the time being right now, America's winning the quote unquote trade war because our market's relatively flat, you know, down or up a percent or two. And the Chinese market is down twenty between twenty and twenty five percent, depending where you read to but it's definitely down as we, and as the Chinese stocks we follow. Yeah, too, well, down. let's uh, yeah, and I mean, how much of that market drop again? You, you've got kind of have to separate yeah. and take a look at the the currency, right? I mean, their currency is down significantly exactly. since since this began, and now there was some news. You know, there was some news later on uh, or later in the week that uh, the Chinese were 
kind of setting up almost their own form of QE in a stealth fashion, which is very, very interesting. Basically, basically utilizing uh, central bank monies to essentially facilitate loans from the commercial banks to uh, you know lenders, and certainly looking yeah. to you know prop up uh, you know some credit or, or at least pump some credit into the system. So it, it really does. I mean, it looks like the Chinese are digging in. There's, I mean, certainly the evidence points to yeah. that. Uh, you know, the, the question becomes though. Is and I think uh, you know I think we heard you know no matter what you think of him Steve Bannon you know he made a very very good point also at that yeah, same delivering Alpha conference yes where he said I mean certainly at at some point you know the Chinese are known for when times get tough capital gets the heck out of there so yeah. if they start you know if they start to you know suffer significant capital flight you know as a result of you know this particular instability then then I think you do have a situation where you know there would be some pressure on on Xi and his regime to get some work done here. Yeah, I saw Steve Bannon give that talk. He was interesting, a little bit insightful, but... Yeah, I think he. I, I think he was. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Again, no matter what you think, I mean, uh, you know, some of his points were certainly, you know, very well taken. You know, very, very well taken. I did hear what he said. He said the Chinese people are great people. They're very hardworking. I agree with that. He was just really basically putting the blame on the the regime. Holding everything up. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, and and we'll see. I mean, next week's going to be a very, very interesting week because uh, you know Cudlow also alluded to the fact that uh, you know we're going to have some uh, some very high profile visits uh, from the EU and their representatives. Uh, Mr. Juncker um, will be here next week, so again, that could be something that could be very positive what potentially. Do you, what do you also think on the tax side? He's thinking about. On the tax side, that would still I make the economy. I got to imagine, yeah. Well, you know what, John? I mean, I think you, you hit it uh, in in the first segment. I mean, I think you hit it. I think they're probably talking about some cap gains reductions, right? Okay. Um, I think they want to. If you were asking me, I would think they would want to clean up some things with respect to the the personal income tax package that was put through, right? Because I think, I think at the end of the day, and you know, certainly we're in a different state here. You know, it, it's tough in New York State. You know, for people, I think I think it's going to be very tough to see a real benefit for New York State residents, right? right because so that you can't write off the state exactly. tax and the property tax, right? As and you're going to have some caps and what have you. I think it's yeah. going to be very tough, you know, to see a real benefit. So you may see something with respect to that. You know, with respect to trimming, uh, you know, trimming up around the edges with respect to the personal income tax package that was that was put forth i could see that i could see capital gains you could certainly you could certainly see that um you know again i don't know what else you would do on the corporate tax side particularly yeah. i mean maybe some expensing provisions and yeah. you know what have you that sort of thing um but again uh, you know again it's something that they're working on and certainly something as you say john that could be very you know certainly could be stimulative here but you know again the, the big items are trade i mean you know and again let's see as we said last week right let's Let's get one deal done. Let's get one deal done. Exactly. Let's see what it looks like. Um, you know, I think the European situation is very interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the, basically the the autos are the big deal. You know, that that's just a massive, yes. massive deal. And, you know, again, I, I think with respect to, you know, being in the danger zone for investing, I think if you ever saw anything serious come out of that, then I think a lot of people would be rethinking their equity positioning, I would think. Good point. Let me ask you one question. When it came to the second day of the E, when Trump said, how about no tariffs? What was the stipulation? No tariffs, but no subsidies. No subsidies. Okay. No subsidies. Okay. And, and he said everyone ran out of the room, which I presume they did. <laughs> I, I, pres, I presume they did. And but, why wouldn't they want that? Dan? Right. I presume they did. Right. But you know what? You know, John, the interesting thing there is, and, and here's the thing, is that now 
from what we're reading, right? Yeah. You're starting to see whether it be Merkel, right, in Germany. Yeah. Um, whether it be the actual automakers themselves over in Europe. Yes. They may be starting to come around to something along those lines. No, no tariffs. But and, I would, and no subsidies. Well, right. But but again, I would assume that would mean that we would have to drop our 25% tariffs on imported uh, right. pickup trucks, right? I exactly. mean, you know, I mean, hey, the, you know, this is a, it's a two-sided item. I mean, there are political uh, battles to be fought everywhere. This is not just our own, you know. Maybe uh, you'll end up buying a pickup truck. <laughs> it could, <laughs> see that. It could, uh, could, could very well be the Mercedes pickup, right? The well-known Mercedes uh, pickup truck. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But uh, no, I, you know, again, I mean, the, these things bear very close watch here because, you know, John, as we've said, I mean, we've detailed this. Earnings are very strong. Um, again, thus far, very early on in earnings season, right? Only about 10% of S&P reporting, but guidance has been very good in general. You know, guidance has been very good. I think there were fears that guidance would be cut. And again, everyone, we are very early in the season. So, you know, we don't want to make too much out of this. But thus far, we, it's everything. If you're a bull, if you're a bull and you're basing it on earnings, cash flows, sales, revenue, top line, right? It's looking pretty good. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to have your pom-poms in hand. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that, um, again, the, the trade situation is certainly going to be something that, you know, certainly we're going to be working on very, very closely, you know, over the next couple of weeks, yeah. certainly within the I office. I feel it's more self-inflicted, but... If uh, we end up getting a deal, I think we're off to the races. Oh, without uh, John, listen. Hey, listen. I mean, as everyone has said, right, as everyone has said, and I think they tried to really hammer Powell on this front, which I thought was very interesting. And, you know, asking what the impact is with respect to these trade spats, he said, I have no idea, right? I mean, basically, again, if it ends up in a situation where there are lower tariffs, freer trade, right, across the world, obviously— that's a pretty darn good positive, right? Uh, you know, but he said the flip, right? I mean, if this just continues to escalate, you continue to see, you know, it, hey, listen, at the end of the day, everyone, tariffs are a tax. You know, taxes mean you're paying more. You're going to be paying more. You're going to impede growth and you're going to pay more for your goods. So it, it, it's really it's really that simple. So, you know, again, if it leads down that road, obviously that's a negative. So, uh, you know, that's why it's so critical. That's why every single word coming out of this administration with respect to this subject is analyzed so closely. Yes. You know, it, right it's, on. Uh, again, there, it's it's very black. It's very black and white. I mean, it is not there. There is not a middle ground here. It's 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 very positive and or it could be very negative. So, you know, it's 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 a binary outcome. You know, it's it's one of the few things where there really is a binary outcome out there. You know, John, this is going to lead us into something interesting. Wanted to throw this out there to the listeners, okay? Because I think there was a lot made of the Putin, right, meeting in yes. Helsinki. I, You know, no matter how you felt about the meeting or, you know, what you thought was the, you know, president's command control of that meeting, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to give everyone a little interesting factoid to think about. And I think we all remember back in, you know, April and May, right, where there was the real... I don't want to say panic, but it was a pretty near panic, right? When the 10-year treasury was rising, right? When the yield on the 10-year treasury was rising, um, kind of peaked out at the 3.11. Remember, everyone thought, oh, here comes the higher yields. Here comes the higher yields. Yes. And everyone looked around at each other and said, well, what's going on? You know, who's selling? Who's selling? Who's selling? Well, turns out, everyone, we found the culprit or found, found the prime culprit, um, none other than uh, Mother Russia herself, 
was selling massive quantities of treasuries. And we'll get into that. We'll get into the numbers, uh, just run through those really, really quickly, because I think it is a fascinating, fascinating piece of uh, data that's come out over the last couple of days that we want to share with uh, with our listeners. So thank you, everyone. We're up against a break. We're halfway through, halfway through on this Sunday. Dan Polanski, John Bryan, so proud to be your Madison Wealth Managers here planning for Prosperity Radio Hour here on News Talk WGY, only News Talk WGY, this Sunday, every Sunday. Thank you, everyone. We will see you after the half-hour break for the second half. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. This certainly is an auto-themed song here. Ride, ride. Is that Coolio? Yes, I got the yes, I believe, right? Yes? Excellent. Uh, Dan Polanski, John Bryan, thank you so much for being with us, everyone. Planning for Prosperity Radio Hour on this Sunday, News Talk WGY. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are so proud to be your Madison Wealth Managers. Just had to tie that in for those of you following. Uh, Rachel is doing an auto themed uh, music montage for our lead-ins today um, due to uh, due to the Euro-US um, negotiations revolving around a potential auto tariff. So- Rachel's been in a very good mood ever since I got back. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you this. The creativity is right there. So whatever whatever it is, she's doing fabulously. So thank you, Rachel. Um, those just joining us, uh, we, we were talking a little bit as we headed into the uh, half-hour break, John, we we're talking a little bit about uh, that, selling yeah, that real spike in Treasury yields, the ten-year specifically. You know that we saw back in April, May, that caused the market certainly some indigestion. And I'm going to give you the data. You know, everyone had been looking around. You know, who was selling? Was it just broad selling, et cetera, et cetera? Looks to be like it was Russia was the lead dog. Now, here, here's the fascinating piece. Okay, in April. Russia's treasury holdings, their official U.S. dollar treasury holdings, declined from $96 billion, okay, um, in March to $48.7 billion in April. So we can do the math real quick. That's roughly half. That's a 50% trim, okay? Gets even better, everyone. Gets better. In May, Russia executed, I guess you pretty much call this an outright liquidation of their U.S. treasury holdings, which fell by another $40 billion to $9 billion, $9 billion in treasuries wow. from $48.7 billion in April. We started the year, they started the year at over $100 billion in U.S. Treasury uh, bond reserves to start the year. So wow. from What's 100 that, to 9, think, what do you think um, they're doing? Eh, again, it got to be politically motivated. I would assume now here's the, here's the thought. Now here's the thought. You know, some, uh, some analysts out there are saying, you know, and again, uh, you know, I, I don't even want to call it a conspiracy, but there's a thought out there that, uh, you know, this is kind of carefully coordinated with Beijing, maybe potentially to do a dry run yes. on what a Chinese liquidation of U.S. Treasuries um, would look like. That's a good point. So, a good point. Putin again, was in uh, China three weeks. There was a week before I went to China. He was there for a visit. Something to watch, though. I mean, when you see movements like that, I mean, that that is, you know, obviously it goes 
I think beyond, you know, beyond suspicious, I think, yeah. uh, you know, when you see uh, when you see moves, you know, moves like that. I mean, you typically don't see outright liquidations of asset classes, especially those that are so, stable. you know, politically so stable and also so politically intertwined, yeah. you know, so very, very interesting, something to keep an eye on. But I think the other piece that you could take away from that is that, OK, well, they, you know, they liquidated their treasury holdings um, basically down to zero. And what it do? Not much. Not much. Not much. Uh, not much at all. I mean, there was a, certainly an impact for um, you know several you know several weeks there, but then the buyers certainly came you know certainly came right back in, and there hasn't you know as we've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. there hasn't been much movement on the you know on that ten year uh, treasury bond sense really you know kind of right. hanging around that two eight five two nine level you and know the treasury on yield. market not only being the most liquid market it's open twenty four hours a day correct. Seven, right. Well, seven. you can buy. Well, I mean, I think you know, uh, with some restrictions, but certainly, yeah. you know, certainly now, I mean, uh, you know, and it's been a program for a while. I mean, you can buy Treasuries Direct, right, yeah. with the U.S. Treasury. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, almost, uh, you know, almost one hundred percent availability, right? Continuous availability, and presumably the fact that we're going to need to raise about a trillion dollars <laughs> over the next uh, yeah. next year to, you know, fund our uh, fund our spending. Uh, you know, it's probably going to continue to remain wide open. I would assume. How many billions did the Russia sell? What was the total? Uh, well, they started the year with one. Hundred billion. They started okay. the year with one hundred billion, and now again, as of the most recent data here, they're down to nine. Interesting. So uh, again, not you know, you're good, not talking about a catch. Yeah, I mean, just something that was out there that I thought uh, the listeners may like to hear. I think yeah. that's you know, just very, very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, John, let's move in a little bit to markets here, and you know, we've been talking about this, you know, for forever, and we talk about it with clients, and I think it's obvious now to just about. Uh, everyone you know with respect to you know the the stocks that are driving the stock market right, right. especially when we talk about you know S&P uh, S&P 500 returns and you know and we've talked about it. it's been a very narrow you know certainly a very mm -hmm. narrow group i mean we've seen you know kind of this rolling correction right throughout right. various sectors you know really knocking down the pe ratio and you know in a lot of sectors but is really is really not moved into technology as of yet right and you know there was a study out from goldman Sachs, our friends over at Goldman, and this, these are just wild numbers, everyone. As of July 1st, one stock, none other than Amazon, uh, Mr. Jeff Bezos, was responsible for 36% of the S&P 500's total return. I mean, that, that truly is. I mean, that truly is. Uh, tr that truly is incredible. I'm going to kind of stack onto that um, because this was, uh, you know, th this was also in that Goldman report. Four stocks. You want to broaden that out to a whopping four stocks. Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, and Netflix, responsible for 84% yeah, of the S&P 500 return. Four, you're, right. negative. you're down. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're, you're, you're down now. Now, we're not saying, you know, again, and and listen, you know, John, we did, we did kind of that special, right? We did an hour where we really broke down earnings and uh, you know talked about the companies that were there were really spectacular results last um, last earnings season we'll do the same this earnings season but listen there's a reason why these are crowded trades right there's a reason why these stocks are driving this market because they're growth with respect to earnings with respect to cash flows basically any positive metric that you want to look at are truly spectacular in most instances. And, you know, not to get company specific. And, you know, Jen, we don't really get too much into Netflix, I think, you know, for, <laughs> for, for a variety of reasons. But I will say this, and this is, again, not discussing their balance sheet. We right. know their balance sheet, right? We yeah. know their issues. We know they burn cash. But, you know, we talked about the, this in the office. And, again, on the surface, okay, 
You have a business that added five plus million, million customers yeah. in a three month period. And the stock was sold off 15, roughly 15%, right? Yeah. yeah. Within a day, right? High to low, you know, one day, right? Yep. Because they didn't hit six million? Yeah, amazing. I mean, I, I that, that, that. Right. <laughs> that's when you get. That's when you get to the realm of uh, you know the. That's when you get to the realm of silliness. But you know, again, obviously Netflix bouncing a little bit off those lows. So we'll see. We'll see if that turns out to be a you know a buying opportunity for for the Netflix uh, stock fans out there. Yeah. But again, well, I just I, thought it was. I thought it was very interesting because you know do the math. You know you kind of sketch that out and say okay. Well, let's say they even stay at that pace, right? That's twenty million subscribers a year. New, new. It is amazing. Net new it? subscribers. I mean, uh, it's I, like a gym. Then they get paid whether you use it or not. Absolutely. They probably yeah. want you. They want you to use it. Obviously. Yeah, tremendous, right? Tremendous. Subscri- Word of mouth is yeah. Big, tremendous, you know? tremendous subscription models. So we're going to keep a close eye on that, John. This this earnings season, and you know, I mean, we've got a favored basket of stocks. You know that we certainly talk to clients mm-hmm. about um, where we look at, and we think you know within this basket that we've cultivated, we think these guys are superior growers. You know, they're all. 40 plus percent, uh, you know, literally 40 plus percent revenue growers, which is really on the cusp of uh, dynamic, uh, just truly dynamite um, mm-hmm. guys that are all cash flow positive, right? Um, guys that generate, you know, a, again, a significant amount of cash, depending, you know, depending on the certain the, the certain stock, um, and also have very pristine balance sheets. So we, we've put together that basket and we'll see how they react to earnings you know this uh, you know this particular uh, you know this particular earnings season because previously i mean these have been the guys that have really been driving forward and done a great you know done a great job for their their shareholders so it's always interesting when you put those stocks out on a pedestal and see you know see how the market reacts to their numbers we always like to we always like to look at that to get a feel for how the broader market's responding very true because as we always say john if they're going to take that basket down right yeah. 40% revenue growth free free cash flow positive yeah. Pristine balance sheet. If they're going to whack those guys, you're going to whack anything. Right. I think uh, I heard this week it was hilarious. You mentioned that on CNBC watching uh, Kramer in the mornings <laughs> saying they're hitting Clorox. And it goes, my Clorox used to be, or wasn't, a, uh, used to be the just a staple, just to, hold, you know, yeah. just to hang in there no matter what's happening. Right? Yeah, it was downgrade a, to sell. <laughs> downgrade Clorox to sell. He goes, you're going after Clorox, which I just slapped at. Right, right. Just so, in the broader picture like you The broader about. picture, right. You, th- you think about right people washing their clothes, but uh, <laughs> certainly much more than that to it, Very everyone. True. But um, yeah, here we are, John, three segments through. I mean, flow, uh, the show is flying by today, which we thought it would. Um, certainly a lot more we want to get to in the final segment, so we're going to try to pack in as much as we can. Thank you so much, everyone. Dan Polanski, John Bryant, planning for prosperity radio hour only here on news talk wgy everyone grab your final snack grab your final beverage we'll see you in just a few to wrap this up thank you so much john i'm gonna lean on you for what song this is what on earth is this Truck. Rachel, you know your song. Truck, yeah. You gotta leave it to Rachel. She picks the best oh intro my gosh. music. Well, for, for those of you just joining yeah. us, just tuning in, Rachel has done a. She has. I know she did uh, poo poo your Barry Manilow request one day. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, Rachel has done an auto theme montage for us, uh, given the uh, state of the U.S. vis-a-vis the EU and the yeah. threats of auto tariffs. And I think it's genius. I think I really do. I think it's genius, even though. But I it wasn't a, couple, a week ago. You want to cope? 
Copacabana. You thought it was a good? I didn't think so. Either. Neither did Rachel. Good job, Rachel. <laughs> well, everyone, uh, you, you're, you're listening to Dan Polanski and John Bryan, obviously, um, on this Sunday morning. We thank everyone for joining us, as always. Uh, Planning for Prosperity Radio Hour, only here on News Talk WGY. We're so proud to be your Madison Wealth Managers. And, you know, as we always say, everyone, if you do enjoy the show, which we certainly hope you do, we put a lot of work into it, um, please tell a friend. Tell a friend and or tell multiple friends, um, because that's how we grow. So uh, we really appreciate that. I agree, 100%, 110%. And with that, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here for the yeah. final uh, final segment. We're going to let John run uh, with a couple wow. of Incredible. news stories that he wanted to bring up uh, this week. Typically, well, I, do. I get a couple stories. I go to the Drudge Report, which I always find interesting because it's the collaboration of many uh, different sites, whether it be the Washington Post, New York Times, or other yeah. you know true. Daily Mail. And I thought a couple interesting this, things this week was... One, um, I read about Anthony Bourdain's net worth. It said his net worth was $1.25 million, And of all that, I read it down. He only had $36,000 in a brokerage account. He had about half a million dollars in cash. I thought that was maybe some real estate holdings, but I thought that was one. I expected to be worth more, I guess. And two, only 36000 in a brokerage account. Imagine how we could have helped him. But again. I think, you know, John, and I think it's interesting. I mean, and, and again, uh, certainly we do not know him personally. I was a fan of his work. I'll say this. I don't you did, know. You liked his shows. Uh, you know, I did like his shows. But he did always kind of come across as maybe like anti-establishment, if you will, yeah, a, a little point. bit. That's right? a good point. Maybe a little bit. I, I would actually probably expect him to be a non-supporter of the stock market, right? <laughs> I mean, I did from find that, that interesting. Even thirty six thousand, even to have even a brokerage account was probably maybe interesting. I was yeah. wondering what what he was invested in. But a lot of uh, celebrities I know invest in uh, real estate or yeah. restaurants yeah, or very something. Interesting. What they're I thought that was different. But certainly, you know, and again, a little bit off off topic, but I think worth going into. I mean, certainly a very interesting, you know, kind of rags to riches story, right? I mean, yes. from from literally, a, right. you know, I mean, if you've read his books, which I've I've read most, if not all of his um, nonfiction books. He also has some fiction books. Oh, interesting. Um, his nonfiction books, um, you know, literally, I mean, the guy was making eggs, you know? I mean, he's making wow. eggs and, you know, he starts out making omelets and, yeah. you know, for heaven's sakes. I mean, he has I, one I, of I, the more popular shows you know, with respect to food, yes. right? Food yes. and travel combined um, out yes. there. The other interesting aspect of it, I thought, here's a guy with $450, half a million in cash. How many people we come across who keep a lot of cash out there? Now, I don't know if you kept the half a million in one institution or spread it out to, for, to protect. John, for, yeah, but, you know, that kind of goes into something very interesting that I was reading. And this was a strategist who was very contrarian. And he was talking about, and certainly we've heard it, you know, oh, well, now the bank's paying two or whatever yeah, it happens exactly. to be. You know, everyone, and this goes for all of us. When you hear two percent now, you know on a savings account, two percent in a short-term CD. Yes. Realize, everyone, if you believe the stated rate of inflation, which most people, if you talk to, believe inflation is higher than the stated yes. rate, right? For for a variety of reasons, yes. okay, which we won't get into here. Your your real rate of return is negative. Negative. So so stated make, inflation make, probably about three percent. Right. You're saying make no mistake, right? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. You're losing money. Losing money. You're you're losing. You're exactly. losing purchasing power. You're 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 destroying but, capital. Exactly. The psychology for some people to see that balance stay the same. So I not guess, fluctuate. Yeah. You know, John, and we were but talking in about essence, it. You're losing money. Yeah, we were talking about it when when you were you know when you were in China. We we brought you know Mike Brown was here and uh, you know we were talking about it and John Daly certainly we were talking about some principal protection strategies that are out there and you know again not getting into brands who are pu who's putting what out but I'll tell you what if you're looking for some very what we would call lower risk items right with some market exposure 
um, and some principal protection, call the office, please. Please yes. call the office. If you're, if you're listening right now and you have a situation that John was just describing, you know, where maybe your cash, uh, you know, your cash balances are running a little bit higher than normal. Um, and maybe you do want to put your toe in the water with respect to markets, but you do want some principal protection. Um, it, it's something that John and I haven't historically gotten into with our clients, but some of the products that are coming out now um, are almost hard to ignore. Yes. Wouldn't you I, say, John? I agree completely. So what we'll do is we'll tease out the phone number, which we haven't given yet. So yeah. uh, give us a call. Madison Wealth Managers, Dan Polanski, John Bryant. Certainly can just leave a message, leave phone number 518-348-7770. 518-348-7770 is our phone number. Certainly call any time of day. Uh, we will certainly get back to you. Uh, we're very prompt getting back. And we certainly welcome all the calls and thank everyone for calling in um, over the last several months. Um, we've been very pleased and really, uh, really, really appreciate it. So keep it up. And, uh, you know, as uh, if you're a new listener, um, certainly we will bring up the Planning for Prosperity uh, book series that is available to anyone who would like a copy on any topic, uh, basically ranging from estate planning to financial ABCs for young adults. So if you can think of anything and uh, you'd like a copy of a text, please just, again, give a call to the yes, office. Yes, the young adults one is excellent. I actually read that in China. It's an easy read and it's something that every young adult, we all say, there should be more financial planning or financial classes. Without a doubt. Either yep. in you know college or, or late high school. Must be. It's, a, it's be an absolute must that literacy should be there. So if the schools aren't doing it, make yes. sure uh, make sure you are at home, everyone. And I think that you know just the fact that you're listening to the show shows that you do take an interest you know in your financial future. And uh, certainly that's a positive. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. One more quick one. I just saw the other article that I, I really gave me a good laugh off of Drudge was the headline of the article was Millennial. Millennials want to retire by 61, mm -hmm. but most have nothing saved. Of course. That's good. Of course. That sounds like a good plan. That's how it, uh, yeah. Well, it said in the article, 61 seems very appealing to retire. So it said really what the the premise of the article is, what they're calculating, their realistic outcome for people um, graduating today in the class of 2018 is actually 72. 72. Okay. I can see it. You know, John, and the problem, I'll say this, and it's not a problem. I mean, it's, it's it can be, it could be a problem. Um, the problem with millennials and just... You know, even people in our age demographic, I think, is going to be longevity, right? Yes, I mean, we're absolutely. seeing it, John. We're seeing it amongst our clients. I mean, you know, people living longer and living better. Yep. Um, and and again, you know, John, we've said it for a while. I mean, unless you see something serious, if something serious doesn't get you, right? Um, we just see it. I mean, we see it amongst our clients, just living longer, living better. Um, in terms of health, right? So yes. it makes planning that much more critical. It makes saving, investing, planning, you know, just that much more critical. And even again, if, if you're a retiree, it makes your investment mix that much more critical, right? You know, absolutely. And from the article, it said the average millennial is contributing about seven and a half percent of their income, which we go back to saying. That's what they're probably getting matched. About 6%, probably on an average, I don't believe to get that. I, I don't believe that number. <laughs> I don't, believe, I, I don't believe that number. But they for, should be contributing 15%, but, not Yeah, but John, half. 7 and a, No, I, I don't I don't believe, I don't like believe that for a second. I think it's closer to zero. Yeah, I, I would say it's I would say it's closer to zero. I mean, think of think of how many people, how, think of our clients, think of their children that we help, and how many really, again, you know, John, what, what we find, uh, you know, and I know you'll, you'll echo this, what we find, a lot of people, they don't even know how to sign up for their 401k. Yes. And, you know, the clients, certainly we manage 401k accounts, you know, for our clients and for their businesses. And we always get in there and give education and, you know, certainly make sure our cards are front and center and make sure the business owner knows, hey, listen, if there's any 
any issue, any discussion point, call Dana John. You know, call Dana John. But you know, I was in a uh, I was in a doctor's office this week, uh, having some tests. Uh, you know, having some tests done, and the young lady that was performing the test, John. We just started talking, and she said, geez, I never thought I'd meet a stockbroker. I really need help, you know, et cetera, et cetera. She had been at the business for, you know, over a year, had no idea how to sign up for the 401k. I told her, listen, go down to your HR rep, you know, yeah. and at That's least get – amazing. St- at you're, le- you're getting – you have IVs going in, and you're just – at the la- your last breath, you're trying to get business. <laughs> no, no I was trying to uh, – well, what I was to, trying to do something. was help. I, I realized that yeah. perhaps the business wasn't there, but it was – it was a good thing to do, but I, I sure hope she went down. I sure hope. Yeah. And I gave her the card. I said, give a call. So they're administering even a, an EKG or, you know, had the paddles on you. You'd be helping with that paperwork. Uh, attempting that's to. That's good. Attempting to. So with that's, that, that's dedication. With that said, everyone, please give us a call in the office this week. A lot of items going on. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, Dan Polanski, John Bryan, Madison Wealth Manager's phone. One last time is 518-348-7770. So look forward to hearing from everyone during the week. Everyone enjoy the week. Again, uh, Planning for Prosperity Radio Hour here only on News Talk WGY this Sunday, every Sunday. Everyone, let's have a profitable week. We'll see what happens with respect to those high-level EU-US meetings. And uh, hopefully we have a very positive uh, positive show uh, for next week. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone. Have, have a great week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.